0: Welcome to Crashing Game Night. My name is Matt Diorio. Tonight, Freya herself, Danielle Vasuti, is Crashing Game Night with us. I welcome in my co-host, as always, Gerard Brewer, as well as our version of Loki, Theo Wolski. How's everyone Aww, doing today? Hello, all my fellow nerds and comic book readers. What's going on?
1: <laughs> Loki, you prankster.
0: Why am I Loki today? Well, hold on, though. There's also Loki the prankster, but there's also Loki, who is the other name of Atreus. That's oh. true.
1: And I guess, true. I guess
2: <laughs> <I haven't
1: really laughs> you know, you my friend, he'll see me. And I I don't know if I forgive him for that just yet.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Danielle, how have you been? You've been, uh, you've been on a nice year long whirlwind tour.
1: <laughs> oh my God. It's been, uh, like anything I could have never expected being part of a project that is regarded as a masterpiece, as embraced by the audience, touching lives, uh, but you, I, I never thought it would come by way of uh, being a part of a video game. It was, uh, as you guys know, or you may or may not know, it was my first audition for mm-hmm. um, anything having to do with performance capture, so um, it really took me by surprise, which is why I think it's so special, because it was like a left turn from, from what I had expected, but also equally as uh, as rewarding.
0: Well, I can remember when we all talked at E3 last year with you and Corey at the time, and you were just, just in awe of everybody just coming up and knowing who Corey was and talking to him, And and now you've gone from that to 190 awards.
1: <laughs> I mean, I, I take zero credit. I'm going to tell you that right now. All the oh, no,
3: you can <laughs> totally take credit with that performance. Absolutely. <laughs>
1: well, thank you. I, I take credit for that, yes, indeed. But um, these these geniuses at Sony Santa Monica—I mean, talk about hitting the lottery! Yeah, I feel like Willy Wonka with the golden ticket, clearly, because uh, you know, I—do you see what's happening here? Now I feel, <laughs> real, I feel like a real gamer. Like
0: this is—Hey, <laughs> you can all join us, totally. <laughs>
1: <laughs> these little baby bows, these little <laughs> baby bows are going to cut it. Um, but you, what were we just saying? I just got distracted by my bows.
0: <laughs> hey, bows are, bows are worthy of getting, you know, some distraction there. So, um, you were, uh, but yeah, we'll get in. You got the golden ticket and you were, uh, happy to be a part
3: of the project. Yeah.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, Corey Bar- Barlog, you know, we sing his praises all the time, and rightfully so, he's beyond being a genius, he's a risk-taker, he's mm-hmm. kind, he's a wonderful director, someone that created a very sacred space for all of us um, actors. That You know, basically, we got to come in and play, like, so really lucky. We had no idea the, the toils and the tribulations and the challenges of reinventing a franchise that was so, like, cemented uh-huh. in the fan
3: Very coveted, in the, yeah.
1: In the narrative, and um, I would have not known in a million years the adversity and the, the, the you know, what, what, what they were having. I, I mean, as a team, what they were having to do to recreate this and, and the risk that it was. I was just coming in like, oh, cool. The Norse goddess brand. this is awesome. <laughs> I can speak strange Norse uh, words, so... So, so, in turn,
3: in turn to that, did did you have to do uh, mocap work and 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 work
0: in a soundstage?
1: A hundred percent. It was all mocap.
0: Oh, so, awesome! Oh, wow! So, how all, did you? How did you yeah. like having the little dots all over you?
1: Oh, it was just we was using, <laughs> using makeup at its finest. <laughs> they were so annoyed with me because I love having my lipstick and my mascara. I'm I'm a, and like so every now and then I would try to like. Wear a little mascara or a little, and they're like Danielle. We're gonna have to take it off of you. We don't know how many times we're gonna gonna animate your face. I'm like ah. (laughs) So Uh, which I guess for Witch of the Woods, but you know Freya is the goddess of beauty, and I was like guys. And you're stripping me.
3: (laughs) So in doing all of the mocap work, did that really test you as as an actor? It like. did did you get to work with any props or did they set up like uh, any like situations for you or was it all just pure like imagination and direction from Corey?
1: That's a great question. We, so it was not challenging for me because it was a lot like theater or like black box theater where you have a few props. um, Mm -hmm. I mean, as you know, we did the whole no cut camera. So like, for example, that scene where, do I have to say spoiler alert, or has everyone played the game by now?
0: I'm sorry. After the, <laughs> after a think, year, yeah. I mean, I it's been out loud of, enough. Yeah. Uh, okay. it no a game of the year. I think you're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're,
1: so that, that we're, last scene where, of mm-hmm. course, I'm holding Balder and... I'm, I'm weeping, I'm cursing a certain person. I still want to play it safe. Um, that was a very long scene. I don't even remember how many pages, six pages. And we did the entire scene. It, we, you know, we choreographed the whole thing and, I don't know if you guys have seen any behind the scenes stuff, but Corey's direction. I mean, he he was like a character weaving in and out of us. He knew exactly when to come up on Freya's face and when to turn the camera and capture Kratos. And Chris is so brilliant. He'd always have this tear. Listen up, boy. I am from a place no. called Sparta. <laughs> Coming down and Dory was like right there. I was like, I I don't know how they're doing it. And so it was really, it was like this living, breathing organism, which is very much like theater. But I will tell you the challenging part. So that wasn't challenging. But what was challenging was the equipment on on your body because it's all performance capture, right? So you have a pack on your belly. You have a helmet on your head. You have a camera that's like in your face. That part took a little bit of getting adjusted to but after you know just like anything you become acclimated, it fully disappeared and we could just be in the moment.
3: Mm-hmm. Awesome. And so, I did see I did see some of the uh, behind the scenes work and it seemed I don't I don't know Corey's background other than video games, but it seemed that he was very comfortable being a director, and I could, on like, I've I've worked in film and uh, television before, and it seemed like he would be very comfortable doing some sort of TV series or even a movie.
1: From your lips, God's ears, my friend. <laughs> From your lips, the God of War's ears, yeah. Uh, he's, uh, I don't think there's anything that Corey can't do. I think he's peaked he as an artist, as a director, as a storyteller. Um, I feel that way about a lot of people, actually, you guys, that were part of this project. I don't know personally a lot of people. Um, I hadn't met anybody at Sony Santa Monica prior to this, but it seems like to me, as an entity, everything from graphic design to the lighting. Can we talk? About
3: oh yeah, the, mm-hmm.
1: the light. I, I was like, I, I'm watching a movie. I was so blown away. I mean, the music, yeah. Bear McCreary, who's like, I'm like this. Like, I'm so. <laughs> I tried not to fangirl out when I met him, but it was, it was
3: like, yeah, to I, me, I, it I, totally looked like Corey has the eye. Like he could, I, 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 would totally trust his first project if he ever said, "I'm, I'm planning on directing a movie."
1: See, I'm so happy. I want the whole world to hear you say that. And you know what? Yeah. I think it's—I think it's coming. I mean, I can't. I'm not. I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying you, I feel it's coming. I
0: hopefully, feel it's coming. I hope so.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: So. For everybody that's listening on our podcast, you know, let's give them a little bit of background for you, Danielle. You know, everybody knows you as Freya, also as Hexala in Dwight and Shining Armor that you've been promoting that like crazy. Um, (laughs) However, BYU TV only has up through episode six on it right now. So your episodes aren't on yet, but you've been you started off doing like single episode appearances on shows like Charmed and Two and a Half Men and Bones then he went on to be like main cast for Nickelodeon's True Jackson VP. And then, you know, you went on to guest star with some of the last decade's biggest shows, really. I mean, when you look at NCIS, Yeah. NCIS LA, CSI, Criminal Minds, Castle, which Jerry and I are huge fans of Nathan Fillion, on that so, show. You know, um, you know, I mean,
1: he's the greatest.
0: Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you didn't moved...
1: mention Parks. I'm surprised. Which one? Oh, I was gonna say Parks and Rec. Oh, Parks and Rec. Well, that
0: was
2: a fun one.
0: Yeah, Um, I never, you know, I've never seen Parks and Rec. That was the Ron Swanson. You know, know,
1: Ron Swanson's one of the greatest characters ever created. Oh yeah. I feel like, you know, like where shows like The Big Bang, you know, or The Office, like you have like these people that are devotees. I'm at the gym and I have people going, Professor Linda, like, and I'm thinking. (laughs) Oh, my God, like Parks and Recreation.
0: People really love that show. Oh, I love that show. So, And what's funny is you moved to film, and one of the – you know, you did Curse of Chucky. Yes. But one of the films that my buddy um, that is in acting, he does bit parts here and there, he brought up, which I didn't realize until I was here at IMDb, was Insidious uh, Insidious Chapter 2 and Last Key. And he was like, the second I said your name, he's like, "Insidious." He, that, that's where he went right there. He knew exactly who you were, the movie, everything. Um, so, yeah. what what's it been like working with some of the the biggest stars on TV and some of those stars that have moved on to film? I mean, you look at what Chris Pratt talking about Parks and Rec and stuff. What he's uh-huh. Kind of gone on a B.
1: I I remember when I was his women's studies professor, and now he's gone to do really great things. So I take a little credit for
2: that because
1: <laughs> I taught him. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Uh, um, and I'm sure he's just as nice now. As I met him, super, super nice guy. Actually, was probably one of the kindest. On that set of such so kind, so nice, much to what I experienced on *Dwight and Shining Armor* and at Sony Santa Monica. Um, don't always, guys. You get that. Um, yeah, uh, one of the first big jobs I ever got was on um, a show working with William Shatner and James Spader for the first time in Boston oh, Legal. Boston Legal,
3: yep. yeah. great show. As oh, well. it was
1: so good. I mean, David E. Kelly's one of the best writer writers in, in the in, as far as I'm concerned in the industry. I mean, in my humble opinion. And um, so I was very thrilled uh, to be able to be in that show. And then, of course, trying not to fan girl out with you know Captain Kirk when he walks inside the freaking <laughs> make trailer. <laughs> He walks in and he looks at me and he goes, Ah, fresh meat. <laughs> 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 That's
2: great. Oh my god. Me. He was
1: so giddy. He was like, Oh, fresh meat, and who are you? And I was like, Oh god, beam me up, Scotty. I am a little embarrassed <laughs> right now. But yeah, and then um, my scenes were with James Spader and Dana Delaney, who's incredible. I I watched her on China Beach. And yeah, it's it's been a lot of that like i mean, working with James Wan, John Mancini, uh, Brad Dourif. You know, the voice of Rocky, very close. Um, yeah, I so I feel blessed.
0: Who is your? Who's been your favorite one to work with? And we can't. Okay, take Corey out because know you we know how you love that. Corey. But <laughs> <who's been> your, <laughs> in in TV and film, who's been your favorite actor, actress, director to even work with?
1: Director. Oh my God. How can I say one? Then the other ones won't hire me. So I'm going to say all of
2: the directors. (laughs) Uh,
1: James Wan, I liken him to like, he had a very Willy Wonka-esque quality to him where it was like mystical, magical, but a little maniacal. Like I felt like I was in the rowboat and I didn't know which way the rowers were rowing. (laughs) It got a little weird. I'm uh, I'm playing the mother of death, so things were about to get strange on that set. Um Don Mancini wrote an incredible script. In fact, I had no idea it was a Chucky film when I auditioned, it was just this like really funny, dark comedy family drama. And then, you know, enter the like, you know, two foot redheaded stepchild, which is known as <laughs> jack and I was like, holy cow, I can't believe it was a, a Child's Play film. And I was super happy to be in it. it was, I thought it was brilliantly written. And a lot of the fans like Curse of Chucky because it brought it back to the origins of like who mm-hmm. Chucky is. He's basically, basically he's an actor. I don't know if you guys knew that. So he's constantly trying to kill people. And he keeps coming back.
0: How do you feel about the new Child's Play reboot, then, since you were part of that franchise?
1: So I heard about this the other day. <laughs> and not from Don Mancini, who I think I owe a phone call to you. I had thought they were going to be doing this as a TV show. Are you oh. talking about the movie?
3: Yeah, yeah the movie. With,
0: with Mark yeah. Hamill as, and, uh, as Chucky. And Aubrey Plaza.
1: <laughs> and Aubrey Plaza, who I adore as she was phenomenal Argyle. to with in Parks and Rec. Um, I don't know how I feel about it yet because I haven't talked to Don, to be honest with you. I mean, I hope that they do right by him. I hope they do right. By, I mean, sure they will. It's Mark Hamill. It's Aubrey Plaza, um, but I actually don't know what went into that decision, because honestly, the last I heard, they were doing a TV show, and then, of course, they did Cult, and my friend Fiona, who's totally brilliant, like, was amazing in that, so I don't know what's going on with that. Is is Jennifer Tilly, is, was she announced? I don't,
3: I don't think know. she was announced in it either. Let's find it, out.
1: It feels a little weird, but <laughs> I, I don't know what's going on.
3: I think it was a complete it's a complete reboot where they're like it's a complete fresh cast
1: right we're
2: also yeah
0: so Aubrey Plaza Mark Hamill um, those are the big the big names really there's no one else really uh, big on the on it really yeah no Jennifer Tilly or anything
1: well you can't go wrong with with Mark Hamill and he's voicing uh, Chucky yes yeah (laughs) I mean it'll be interesting, right? Because much like so, so then there's God of War. So you're like used to a certain thing. And I'm sure, you know, these are all consummate artists. They're gonna do their take on it. So I'm gonna I'm rooting them on. That's all I can say.
0: I mean, a lot of people don't realize. I mean, Mark's been doing that stuff for ages because he's the original animated Joker. Oh, oh to,
3: yeah. Just to yeah. some he he is he is Joker. Yeah. To,
0: to Mark, uh, he is Joker. Yeah. Just like Kevin Conroy will always be Batman. Batman. He is the Batman. Yeah. I mean, nobody can do Mark's leg. That's true. Oh, yeah.
3: So. But
1: Will Arnett
0: and the Lego movie. Was- yeah. Will Arnett, is a good, he is a good Lego Batman. I like him. <laughs> Most definitely. So we know kind of how you said about the scenes, though, but how how was it working with Corey in terms of, as a director, compared to your, your film jobs? Was he just as demanding as some of those directors were on, on set for for TV? Or was he a little bit more laid back with the mocap and everything?
1: Corey is a Virgo.
0: That says a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so, so,
1: so Virgos are meticulous. Mm-hmm. And, and so Corey always knew exactly what he wanted but he also was respectful and trusted us as actors to uh, (coughs) live in the moment. So I feel if, 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 I mean, remember this was now five years ago, over a four year period for me, when I had no idea what the hell I was involved with. I remember clearly always feeling very trusted and safe. And when he got what he needed, he was ready to move on, but he would always say, do you want another one? And he was always open to that.
0: I like that. That's That's always, yeah, that's great.
1: Good for the actor. Yeah.
0: So what was the audition like?
1: Uh, Well, I thought I was auditioning for Game of Thrones. So basically (laughs) I I was channeling my best Targaryen slash Lady Stark speech. Uh, And I mean, you know, Matt and Rich are like two of the most talented writers. I mean, they keep winning best narrative. They won the BAFTA. I, I love those guys. They're so brilliant. Um, it was just this beautiful speech. There was a lot of depth in it. Oh, there you I've missed you.
0: There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> he's back. All right, all
1: right.
0: Yeah, he's he's been having a little bit of difficulties with his Technical <laughs>
4: difficulties. The IT guy having the
0: IT issues. I know, right? With that being said, did you do any research for the role? Or did you just go in thinking, like you said, it was like Game of Thrones type?
1: I did... Well, at first, as I said, I didn't know. I just closed off my mail, too. Good God in heaven, this is so much better. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, good Lord, I should have done that thing. I told you I wasn't technically savvy. Um, so, yeah, so I, you know, uh, all of these uh, studios are very protective of their IP, which is mm-hmm. understandable. Yep. They're, they don't want... Anything leaking, like not even the wrong word. To, so <clears throat> I had this beautiful speech from Freya, who I didn't know was Freya. I didn't. I, right. They calling her witch in the woods. I don't even know what they were calling her. It was a beautiful speech about how I had the Vanir people, and then I was. They felt that I betrayed them, and and it was just like there was all this emotion, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I could do that. I just pretend that I'm, you know, uh, the Mother Dragons, so I get the job. Um, and then then I showed up to the table read um I, w- I was at sony and so i knew it was a sony interactive game that was all i knew and oh. i was standing in the like waiting area about to go on to the sound stages to uh, join the other actors and the writers and producers and behind me was this beautiful big oil painting of kratos the
2: uh, oh oh wow
1: <laughs> i know kratos uh, Sons the beard, which by the way, I don't. I think he's better with the beard. I think he's much sexier with the beard. I'm going
3: to skip that totally one. agree. Yeah,
1: yeah, the uh, man with the beard. I'm like, yeah,
0: this, this good, you yeah. would Jerry, you <laughs> would.
1: Totally. Yeah, you yeah, would Jerry. So, like, oh, T, I'm sorry. I don't Matt. I don't mean any
0: <laughs> no. It's all right. I just I just don't like. All, I like I have a little bit of scruff, you know, like, but I don't go full on like Jerry. I just I just yeah. don't like it and. I mean, heck! When my I mean, hair gets longer than finger length, I'm like, okay, time to axe it all off. So <laughs> that's his mean, preference. You can I have
4: baby face forever?
0: <laughs> well, yeah.
1: So, so I so the, there's the painting, and I turned around and I looked at Corey, and I was like, oh, I was like, is that? I think is that God of War? And he goes, yeah, that is. He goes, uh. That's the game that you're currently cast in, and we're, this is the table read that you're at.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Not that it was my fault by any means. Like, no one told me what it was. I didn't even know I was Freya. And then when I went in and read, I was like, oh, okay. I-
4: and there there at least have to be some brownie points given <laughs> for at least identifying the oil painting.
1: I hope so. So that was embarrassing. There
4: had to be brownie points for that. Because I mean, if you just went in and he's just like, oh, who's the muscular guy?
0: (laughs) So that guy
1: that's intimidating. Yeah.
0: So, Danielle, before we move into all the different questions that got asked of us as we've been tweeting the last couple of days with everybody, um, I want to talk about some news that I think you can give. Some great insight, not only because you did the voice acting in God of war, but you are also, you know, doing your own short film. You're doing projects and stuff like that. But the one tidbit of gaming news that came out this week was there was an article um, on Polygon uh, regarding Epic Games and the Fortnite team that they've been working 70 to 100 hours a week. And even though that time is not mandatory, employees feel they can't take time off. Because people have been dismissed for missing deadlines, so management's ignored it. This is now the second studio in a couple of weeks. The first one being Bioware with the same type of complaints. So, from you, first and foremost, Danielle, as a voice actor, how do you feel when you hear that about projects you're involved with, and how do you try and limit that as a project coordinator with, like, your short film?
1: Oh. Uh- you have to treat people with kind respect. Funny thing about human nature, right? Every in, you know, I, I don't know what, why they're making decisions like that, but um, it seems like there's been plenty of success with Fortnite. And um, if there are these hardworking individuals who I don't know, and I don't know the situation, but if they're getting sick or they're not having the appropriate time with their family or they're needing, you know, the the things need to be balanced. Um, then you have to do it. I mean, you look my, so my short, I mean, this is the third thing that I've um, produced that I've been a part of writing, um, and, and with my partner. And so we're a low budget, short film, but we are, um, absolutely trying to take care of our people to the best we can. Uh, we're also going to do a GoFundMe to try to raise more funds so that we can like really pay people, well um there's a component to our short film um our lead character is an artist and then he discovers this young girl who's this like genius painter so we want to be able to pay the people whose art we're going to be showcasing
3: oh that's awesome oh that's a great idea
1: yeah well i'm I'm an artist so you know what i mean that's what these people Mm -hmm. do so I don't know. I mean, I think it's sad, and I hope that there's a compromise that can be met, and I hope that these people who are working really hard to make one of the most popular in the entire universe uh, are are treated
0: And that's, I right. mean, that's how I feel too. Is like I think there, you absolutely have to have a work life balance. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, because
3: because that can really lead to other, you know, harmless things. You know, depression mm-hmm. or even just it, it, all of that can go into a downward spiral. I mean, you need that balance
1: that balance it's it's how we have gravity it's why we're not flying off this orb we call planet earth so yeah
0: yeah all right so danielle we've got a lot of great questions for you um there was some i did go through and you know there were some questions that people asked i was like yeah it's probably not really appropriate but (laughs) um so, I'm going to start off with a question that is from a, a friend of our podcast uh, who is a game director, uh, Paul Rashinsky. He directed yeah. uh, Drive Club for the PlayStation. Um, he works over at Slightly Mad Studios over in London. Um, so, and we're going to have him back on the podcast here in a couple weeks, which is going to be great. Um, Rashi. Yep. So, he, <laughs> he was stating that. So, for God of War being the first game that you worked on as an actress especially according to imdb and you've even said that yourself was there anything interesting that surprised you about game development versus um film and how they were made
1: well i would say the length of time although you hear these stories about feature films when oscar from what i mean i mean you could just go back and look at all of these films anything he's taken and the individuals involved typically not but have done seasoned people, maybe not all the time, maybe get it out of the population. but the only thing that was a little different was, um, well, no, no, I mean, I was an insidious James Wan, really, they really love that, like choreography with the camera, so great for the camera cut because the element of surprise was just around the corner, so I can't really say the no-cut camera, I mean, possibly just the technical aspect of it, Um, the absolute, basement when, you know, Mamir's head is a basketball on a tether <laughs> and you know
3: Oh my gosh, really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And,
1: I was, and it kept hitting me back in the face. It was a lot of fun, but you know, I can t- uh
0: yeah, I could just see Corey, uh, Corey with that going. I was like, OK, pretend this is a head
1: <laughs> <Right? Yeah.
0: laughs> and having to be taken seriously. So this is a talking head yeah. with an Irish accent. Yeah. Go kick go.
1: <laughs> yeah. Or like my boar. What did we even use for the boar? I think it was just like these pads that were like wrapped in like towels or whatever. And, you know, things are marked with the, the green balls for the like green screen aspect and the markers and everything. <laughs> I mean, that's the part where you have to suspend your belief, your your sense of belief and imagination kicks in. But again, it's very much like theater. So um, I think the really only thing difference uh, difference for me was the uh, the technical aspect. Yeah.
0: Nice. All right. So the next question comes from uh, a prior guest of ours, um, Chris Adams from the RVA Returners. They're a group that do a lot of content creation for the Final Fantasy trading card game. And they actually have a lot going on. They're pretty big on that side is. His question for you was, "What is your idea of a perfect Sunday?" Ooh, good question. Sunday? A perfect Sunday. Perfect a, Sunday.
1: Wow. Well, um, I so it would be service at my church, and then it would promptly be a big brunch by the ocean where there was like really great jazz music happening and all you can drink mimosas. And <laughs>
2: all right. it's
1: definitely got seafood and lots of like eggs, Benedictine kind of things happening. And I'm with like all my friends and or family members and or, you know, just people that I love. Um, well, okay, so then probably walk, vibrate um, or hike something in nature because I've just eaten so much food that I could probably, I can't really move. So <laughs> I'm going to have to <laughs> I'm imagining I'm going to have to move my body at some point. Maybe a little light shopping if I'm by Third Street Promenade, because, I mean, after all, I'm in Santa Monica at this point. And, oh, I know. Okay, little shopping, it's totally impulsive, but it's fun. And then at some point, I'm going to roll into either Casa Del Mar or Shutter's or la and I may get a massage because the food all needs to be massaged <laughs> by, <laughs> by all the eating and shopping and walking. <laughs> this, is great, then,
3: this is a great Sunday. This is uh, the whole oh, nine yards. Yeah. I love it. This is,
1: oh, you got you asked me. I'm gonna give it to you. And then it's definitely then at that I brought back to someone's house. It could be mine. It could be a friend. And there's a there's a feast that so there's a lot of eating involved, guys. There's a feast (laughs) that's being prepared, and lots of red wine because at about seven or eight o'clock we're gonna nine o'clock if we're watching the the feed here. We're watching Game of Thrones, and in in my universe, that show never ever ends. Can you imagine? Oh, like man. 80 years old and she's still writing her oh,
0: text.
1: So it ends with Game of Thrones.
0: So speaking of Game of Thrones, though, how do you feel about the, the season so far? Without talking about any real spoilers. is it,
4: Don't spoil it for me. I'm trying to catch up.
1: I'm Dude, not going to spoil anything. But I can say something that's not going to spoil it. It's just going right. so fast.
0: Yeah. Mm. It's...
1: It's just going so fast, you know, the luxury we had prior was that, like, it was unfurling and scenes, they could really take a minute to, like, discover something, and we've had some big discoveries with some Mm -hmm. of our big characters, and it felt like the writers were like, okay, we only have two pages to get this out, (laughs) how do we do it? And I'm thinking, no, I want to hear them deliberate. I want to hear them question. I want to hear. And by the way, let's talk about the fact that we we really need another love scene between Jon and Daenerys because I'm going to be honest with you. That first one where they finally like get together, I'm like, it wasn't enough. I needed more kissing. I needed more. (laughs) I needed to understand the way that they were loving each other. That was just like, bam, bam, done. Tyrion's like, and then we're out. I'm like, I have waited five seasons. How many? Six seasons?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it it kind of feels like some Uh of those shows that got canceled too early, too. It's like, Like, let's take Star Trek Enterprise, for instance, you know, when they finally found out that they were being canceled, they threw like two years into one final season and kind of rushed things a little bit. So our next question for you comes from Twitter and one of my followers at the circle button. And his question for you was, is, have you ever influenced the writing of a character that you've played or voiced? And is there another game franchise that you want to be a part of as a voice actor?
1: Ooh. I ever influenced. There certainly has been, there have been moments on set, um, maybe more so in, in some of the comedies that I've done Where three times out of 10, <laughs> it'll make it in. Uh, and then the other questions. Uh, the other oh, question, Game franchises. Um, yeah.
0: That you would want to be a part of.
1: Yeah. Uh, the last of us.
0: <laughs> oh, oh that would be a good one good
4: Which, choice for this group yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah i mean i would just love to work with um um naughty dog and uh, neil Druckmann over there um i tried not to fangirl on him too i don't know if i pulled it off um i would love to voice something fun and crazy in Fortnite. um there was this i had an, a voice audition the other day for the ice queen and i thought i nailed it mm. i was like uh, I am going to be this ice queen, and it didn't happen, which made me sad. Um, but I would love to do something fun like that. Um,
3: I can see you as an like a quirky, dynamic character, like for, like in a Red Dead Redemption or a Grand Theft Auto character would be fun.
1: I don't know if I can do Grand Theft. Oh really? I get I get with, when with violence it it's it's interesting. There's violence in God. of War. So with the mythology and with our narrative, sorry, my phone's lost. I somehow it, it didn't bother me. It, if if I'm mean, looking, so I can't I can't say because I've never sat through a full game of of Grand Theft. But from what I've known, from what mm. I've heard, there's been a little violence and a little bit of maybe a little misogyny or violence with women. And so I'm like, eh, I don't know, but they could turn oh, over. And well, I-
3: yeah, with the gameplay, I meant with more of the storyline because the characters and the storyline is. Uh, quite dynamic and like a lot of the side characters or strangers um oh, are a bit okay. can be quirky and uh, and are a little imaginative but something along those lines cuz the Grand Theft Auto 5 was based in Los Angeles and like so you meet actors or like a photographer trying to make it big so it was just a, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of play to to be a character and yes. to have fun with it
1: Okay all yeah. right I'll take the word for it I have more games you ready Yes. Oh, okay. absolutely. So, uh, the Last of Us, for sure. Um, I love the people that did Detroit. Um, uh, uh, oh, Quantic
0: because... Quantic Dream.
1: Yeah, I thought that was yeah that was incredible. Um, I had I was really close to getting this part in a certain project. I don't even know if I'm allowed to say. Oh, maybe not. yeah Anything Insomniac does, I love those guys. Yeah, there's so many great narratives happening, and I'm I'm really storytelling storytelling
0: i could uh i could definitely see you danielle playing a character within the horizon world
1: oh yeah Uh, yeah. is that uncharted
0: no so horizon was the one uh horizon zero dawn which is the one that had aloy as the main character i could definitely see you fitting in with one of the tribe hierarchies similar to like a Freya type and whatnot and yeah I,
4: that'd be a pretty easy transition at yeah, least it would. doing off of God of War and everything it's kind of the same style yep
1: it's a similar style well, I would love to do that I, I like I like things that are tribal I like playing witches and goddesses as you know oh <laughs> also um wait you so it was oh Death Stranding right that's an interesting I, stuff I
3: oh
0: yeah I'm looking forward to that one I can't wait
4: it's got my interest I'm curious
0: All right, so our next question which is something that you and I both liked the comments from so it was and I'm going to apologize to him right now Um, it was uh, the twitter uh, follower was uh, katul1776 so katul so I apologize if I mispronounced your name katul I'm sorry but uh, his question was in what ways did you grow as an actor throughout the god of war project
1: ah well, I definitely feel like there was some there. I is by way of how I felt comfortable as Freya grew. The main learning curve or the biggest learning curve wasn't the it wasn't the research wasn't even necessarily the technical aspect. It was keeping continuity between four years of shooting this thing. Right. So sometimes I would go in and I would do a day or two and then I wouldn't hear from Sony for six months. And then I would have to come back and sort of re, you know, reimagine, not recreate, but like step back into what it was that I had created and wanting to make sure that there was some consistency. And it took me a moment to really find her voice because unlike, A feature film where you sort of get the whole script and you're you sort of create this thing and then you come on set and then for a month you shoot and then you're done. It was sort of a piecemeal situation. So at times I wasn't quite sure if I found her. And then um I remember a little early on, Corey had said something like, you know. Even though she's this goddess and uh, um, there's like a regal quality to that, and um, you know she's this witch and she's you know she goddess of many things, um, there's this earth quality and this there's this sort of like where she is now, sort of relegated to Midgard, um, where kind of like devil may care, and he goes, you know, just throw a little Han Solo into it, and I was. <laughs> <laughs>
3: nice, I like wow. that. That's I, the most all right. interesting
4: tip I've ever heard. <laughs> that was a I, no.
1: I was like, I know that guy because I, you know, it, my when my family growing up, that the the Holy Tr- Trinity was uh, the Bible, uh, pasta, and Star Wars. Those like what we did all the time. So uh, oh. I promptly had a dream that night, and Han Solo did come to visit me, and um, there were things that happened in that dream which I cannot say on this oh, podcast. Geez. But I will tell you. I will tell you that I came back to the next, uh, shoot day and a, a, a shift happened. There was definitely this casual, like I got this,
2: nice.
1: <laughs> you know, I love, you know, we're like, she's like Kratos. She's like, go away. I'm still a God. Like, get out of here. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, so I was, I was really, that was my learning curve. Yeah. It was, uh, Finding her and keeping her consistent over four years, which I forced me to grow as an actor.
0: So when you say that you had to go, you know, you would go two days, wouldn't hear back from for like six months. How was that with your other projects, those schedules, as well as, you know, you were performing singing wise and everything. How did that kind of mess with things?
1: I think that's poor Sony. Whoever was doing that scheduling, you know, Jamie Baffis, our amazing casting director, who should have gotten an award, too, because she, you know, she and Corey both have a great eye. Um, It must have been challenging. I, I mean, they had to juggle a lot of different components and then all of the actors' schedules, so... I think it was probably frustrating for them. I never really had too many issues. I wasn't really out of town uh, during times that they needed me. I just happened to be available. I mean, there were periods where I was busier than others, which you know happens for most actors. So that wasn't really an issue.
3: Nice. That's All yeah. Right. That's that's really crazy to to imagine four years of having hate. of having actors just come in periodically. Yeah. Where I'm sure you're used to, you know, uh, when you get a part, you're going to be on the on set for a few weeks or a few days where it's consistent and you can stay in the character but that that has to be very challenging when yeah like you said coming in trying to find your character again after a few months that's that's really tough
1: yeah i was like i don't even know if i'm talking like her anymore i have no yeah.
3: idea you have to completely find it again and like yeah that's crazy
1: that was hard. What are
4: some ways that you actually end up finding her voice again? Like, do you keep notes in order to refer back to when you get back on behind the the mic and everything? Or do you just have to, like, refresh something?
1: I'm trying to see if I have my folder of notes. Like, I'm sitting here. Uh, no. Wait, hold on. What do I have here? Oh, I have a script from Mom. I have a script from when I did Mom. Oh, no. that's nice. <laughs> um... I am a note taker. I've always been that way. I was always that way in, in school as well. Um, I'm a re- I'm a researcher. I like to do all of the sort of cerebral brainy type stuff so that I've got it all in. And then like I digest it into my body. And then like the dancer yogi and me that uh, lets it like become more of a in, in my body physical thing. And then the singer in me sort of finds the tonality and the cadence and the rhythm.
2: Okay. Um,
1: so yeah, so it was all, it was all sort of coming together, but like I said, it didn't, it, it, uh, trust me, it wasn't all there at the table.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I get
1: fired. No, I was certain I was going to get fired. I was like, cause there's Chris judge and he's like, he's like, boy. And I, and <laughs> I'm <laughs> this guy with that voice. And I'm like, Oh like yeah. the- was Alistair and then and, and Adam and like these really talented and, he, and Robert Craighead and I was like these guys have done this before and I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Why well, they cast me? It's a good thing I look like Wonder Woman. Apparently,
2: <laughs>
0: apparently
1: Corey really liked Wonder Woman growing up. So
0: thank God. <laughs> I mean, in Chris's defense, though, a lot of his characters have all been that same type of brooding voice, anyway. So it's not yeah. kind of hard to get back into that.
1: It's true. Um, yeah, I, I don't I don't know if he had any issues or not, but um, it took me a second to find her. But once I did and then of course I would refer I always was referring back to my notes. In fact, Corey did a series of tweets um, recently. I don't know if you guys saw where he was sort of showing behind the scenes uh yep. and we're all oh, and there's yeah. a really great shot of me in my suit with Matt uh, one of our, you know, our writers and the head writer at Sony Santa Monica, Matt Sophos, and he's got his little red notebook and I've got my little, we're like two little nerds. We're like, working <laughs> <around>. <laughs> and like, and you that, that was basically like me the whole time. And you'll see pictures. I still have my pages in my hand during rehearsals, obviously not when we're, uh, recording, but during rehearsals, I, this kind of like my little blanket, like my little safety blanket.
0: Mm-hmm. So you bring up your notes and everything. And, um, we got a question over on Facebook because I was doing running the same type of campaign over on Facebook because we've got a, uh, our Facebook page and everything that we've got a bunch of followers on. But one of our um, fans over there, um, Leah, asked, uh, did you do any research into Norse mythology to help prepare you for the role over the time you were playing her?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, I wish I had my notebook. So I just basically had. So it was like this. It was like one of these little guys. And I had just like pages and pages that I had printed out online, um, and you know what's interesting about—I mean, back in the day, maybe I would have used an encyclopedia, but like now, you just Google anything. And so I, I, I did a lot of cross-referencing because I—I I noticed with a lot of these, um, a lot of mythology, you get different like um, versions, right? So mm-hmm. yeah, and, different
3: perspectives. Yeah,
1: yeah. There's all these different perspectives, and is it. Freya, is it Frigg? Are Freya and Frigg the same Mm -hmm. person? You know, there were a lot of things that I, and that didn't necessarily really affect anything that I was doing per se, but I wanted to know it all. Uh, I wanted to read it all and I wanted to digest it. And then, fun about playing Freya was that I didn't have any other Freyas to compare her to. I didn't, there's not some movie where, like, if I was doing Wonder Woman, there's a ton of Wonder Woman's or, you know, uh, Poison Ivy or, you know, Harley Quinn or anything He's like you know whatever. I'm now. I'm just getting into the Marvel universe, but, um, yeah. I was like, oh, it felt really like an honor to, to some degree, in this world, originate
3: Freya
0: and totally create. Yeah, totally. That's creative. true because yeah.
1: yeah,
0: Jerry, you're more of a Marvel movie fan than I am, but I don't think they ever did Freya in Thor. Thor. No. No, they did nope. not. Nope. No. Uh,
3: she's. Yeah. Mom. I don't I get to be the first. Hasn't <laughs> even been mentioned, but yeah, uh, maybe maybe we can get yeah, maybe we can do that a campaign best get, best get best you best in best. the next one. That <laughs>
0: would be sweet. Yeah, let's
1: we'll do a little tweet campaign. Um,
0: <laughs> hey, the yeah. way you and I have been sending out tweets this whole week with this project, you know. We got a lot of people taking notice, so. (laughs)
1: Let's let's do a campaign because if I, first of all, yes, that would be like, I mean, dreams have been coming true. And, like, that would be like, are you kidding me? And then to be able, like, if if, if I got to work with Kate Blanchett, I don't Um, know. (laughs) I'm just getting all, like,
2: excited
1: (laughs) about it because she's, to me – She's who I aspire. She's my, she's, uh, I think the, uh, there's many, many actresses who have informed me over the years, who have inspired me, but there's just something about that woman. She's so, she's a chameleon. She's diaphanous. Mm-hmm. Like.
3: I totally agree. I, I honestly think I, I've been, I, I'm very happy to, to have grown up watching her and growing up with her and her uh, career. I feel like she's kind of our generations, like one of our top, yeah. l- like cinematic Actors like she truly is. Yeah, She's she
0: truly
2: is. Yeah. And
0: that's talented. and that's a that's Sandal, especially you got to look at the the group of actors and actresses that we're able to say that we've kind of all grown up with. Yeah. You know, over the years. We've and been, yeah, we've been, you know, Meryl, very blessed to. Yeah. To I mean, you so got many great talents. Meryl Streep. You know, I mean, you got Kate mm-hmm. Blanchett. I mean, it's just the list is is long. I mean, to, even Tom Hanks and yeah. I mean, I can remember back in the eighties watching Big, wishing I had a piano laying out over my floor. <laughs> <You can laughs> oh, get one,
1: FOA Schwartz, you can yeah. get one. I got one for my nephews, and then they promptly destroyed it. Um, no way. <laughs>
0: they're like three. They're like
1: three, five, and like a toddler. So they were just like destroyed. <laughs> <people>. Oh yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I know I know how toddler life is.
1: Oh, you do? That's yeah. right. Well, God yeah. bless. You. How many kids do you have?
0: It's well, I've got two. So I've got my my thirteen year old darling, I've got um my soon to be two year old son, he'll be two in July. So when we were talking at E three last year, he would have been just shy of a year. And he still loves sitting with me at my desk playing games with me. To the seriously? point where with his controller. seriously, yeah. He has <laughs> An old DualShock 2.
1: Oh my gosh!
0: That he he plays along with. He hits his buttons, okay. and then and for those nights we want to play Switch, we actually picked him up a little Switch controller. That way uh, he's not bugging mom when she's using the Pro controller.
1: Oh, but oh, he that's loves it. Fair.
0: He loves it. He he. When I come home, he'll grab me and take me in in the office. Grab his controller and look up at me and. It's like, let's go. So we are, uh, <laughs> we are finishing off God of War right now. We just finished off Spider-Man. He oh. loves Spider-Man. I
1: mean, so. that little boy doesn't love to spin webs in their house. It's like this, right? right. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. <laughs> yeah. All right. So next question we had for you. We've, uh, we've got four more for you. Okay. Uh, it came from Twitter, and it was from uh, at Goth Girl Von Dark. And oh, she, asked,
1: Von Dark.
0: <laughs> she asked, uh, there was, she had a bunch of questions, and I grabbed these two out okay. of there, which was Do you have a favorite cult film, and what is your favorite book?
1: Oh, man, she's going to slay me with those questions. My <laughs> favorite book. Well, I'll tell you, it could possibly be The Mists of Avalon. I'm a huge Arthurian legend nut like my mom Camelot anything having to do with Arthur Camelot
3: very artist. interesting yeah
1: very cool. say, I've always been drawn to Celtic culture which is interesting because I'm Italian and then I was like why do I why am <laughs> I a, why am I a fairy and a queen
2: <laughs>
1: I, I haven't done it personally but my uncle my mom's brother did the 23 and me and apparently we had like 30 percent Scottish and um oh uh, wow and british and i in english and i thought to myself well that maybe that maybe that's why i've always longed for that area i've always been drawn to it and many things and i just was in scotland after the baftas i went there for the mm-hmm. weekend i haven't posted my pictures yet i'm like waiting oh my oh, god Oh,
3: nice i I'm did
1: six castles, six castles in two days that's how oh,
3: i oh,
2: um,
1: so jealous but um so yeah i so it, that's an impossible question. You can't ask me, like, I can't tell you my favorite movie or my favorite song or my favorite TV show, but if, I, if like, you had a gun to my head, I would, I would say something in the Arthurian Legends and maybe the um, maybe the Miss of Avalon. And also, I really liked Anne of Green Gables. And I also love Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe.
0: Such a great series. <laughs> great
1: I series. love C.S. Lewis.
0: And what's <laughs> funny is that okay. series... That, that series, along with Lord of the Rings, was a bet between... Tolkien, and C.S. Lewis. Even though C.S. Lewis dedicated it to his what was his granddaughter? To Lucy? or um,
1: so Lucy? I, it might have been.
0: Yeah, or I can Lucy's remember. It was, yeah. it, was grandda- it was dedicated to his granddaughter. But okay. yeah, it was kind of a bet on who could make a fantasy series. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: so um,
1: the Two brilliant guys in a room. I love that. Um, yep. And then what was the other one? It was book and book oh, and whole movie. Well, when she says cult, like, you know, I don't know if she means a cult or like cult, like the breakfast club. Like, you know, when I was growing up, um, I think they mean
3: like, like the breakfast yeah, like club a cult or like classic, mall yeah. rats, like
1: well, something
3: that got its cult following. Uh,
1: yeah. Okay. Okay. Right. 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 Like, did you say mall rats?
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Like with Kevin Smith. Right. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, so. Probably anything John Hughes, like A Breakfast Club, or like or Goonies, right? Because
2: yeah, um,
1: oh, um, wow. and then you can't really say that about Star Wars because <laughs> it's the biggest. Um, it's like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Like little small. Oh, you know what was really interesting? Um, and this is when I fell in love with Kate Winslet. Was Heavenly Creatures? Did you guys ever see that movie? Yes.
3: yes. Yeah.
1: yeah. Love that. Love Labyrinth, like, all those creep
0: Labyrinth. Guillermo Labyrinth, I would consider that a, to no, be a, cla- a, a cult classic. Okay.
1: Love so much Labyrinth. Like, I mm-hmm. can talk like the little worm. And, oh, of course, Princess Bride, but I don't know if that's really culty. Um, oh, it's definitely, it is. Cult-y. No, I mean, it's definitely
3: culty. I mean, it's definitely culty. Okay. That's true. Okay.
1: So I was just at this. uh, um, I was invited to a charity gala the other night for Camp El Corazon, and there was a silent auction. And I was like, I'm not gonna bet on anything. And like, literally, I'm just kind of walking around, and like, something draws me to the table. And like, I and I look down, and there are two tickets to the labyrinth ball. Like, full on David. To be there get dressed up like jennifer connelly all my like oh, no way coming that's true crazy i'm like oh god i gotta bet on this and i won oh that's nice. awesome i won i'm going like the big geek that i am
0: oh so are you gonna get the big white puffy, puffy dress
1: oh yeah i'm not i'm pulling i'm not i mean every, it's, i'm gonna pull out all the stops like i'm gonna go full on Full on Jennifer Connolly, Labyrinth. <laughs> nice. Jim Henson, thank you very much.
3: Yep. Ab- Ab-
1: classic Bowie. Bowie. Classic Bowie. You remind me yeah. of the babe. What was he doing with that little crystal ball? He was doing
0: all <laughs> <things>. that <laughs> little hand that they made for it so he could twirl all three at the same time. And
1: so weird. <laughs> I mean, so great. It equally creeped me out as a kid. And I was like, <laughs> I was fascinated by things that like creeped me out, like Twilight Zone. I was addicted to Twilight Zone. I don't know. All
0: right. Which, I mean, honestly, Labyrinth, though, I, growing up, though, I kind of wish that same thing that i was jennifer Connolly and going hey goblin king come take my sibling away you know yeah. <laughs> you know
1: stuff.
0: yeah so, my,
1: it's amazing i'm still alive my brother tried to kill me all the time so like i it was, that's why i related to it
0: <laughs> all right so next question came from actually uh, a friend of ours that actually you met at e3 last year um mo chocolate um twitter handle at mococo 23 he asked, Is are you team Nintendo, Xbox, or PlayStation?
1: Oh, well, obviously, PlayStation, right? But, <laughs> but I will say, this, like, from a nostalgic standpoint, like Nintendo, because, well, first Atari, right? You guys are like, What's Atari? And of course, you know what Atari is.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs>
1: Yeah, and then, you know, we would play at the arcades and, uh, like, Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, man, that rat used to freak me out. Do you have (laughs) you... I guess I, like... The yeah. animatronics and they like come to life ring, ring, and they' oh, I, I stuck
3: to uh, I stuck to arcades and it's funny you say that because I actually miss I miss arcades because oh, mm-hmm. you can games. still you can still play games and you still be social like that's what was so cool about it yep
1: yeah and that's and so I mean of course what's so great about like watching stranger things is because it's such a love letter to that time I
3: love like, it
1: that's part of why I get a little yeah I'm, a little nervous in the universe of games when when people become a little recluse but i mean to each their own like but what was so great about arcades is like you played skee-ball and mm-hmm. you, and then um you play like miss pac-man and donkey kong and uh so yeah like i love miss pac-man i love super mario i liked getting the mushroom and getting big and getting small and bowser and the, whole <laughs> I find the princess save the princess i loved all that stuff so as a kid nintendo atari as an adult playstation of course
0: hey we're and we're not biased i mean you know, we that. love we're we're sony fans we're nintendo fans but you know we we support all the systems here um
1: I see your playstation sony you know, I so there's
0: <laughs> yes which is funny actually i was looking back at our shot and i believe that i was wearing this shirt last year when we were all talking
1: oh really yeah <laughs> yeah three
0: i'm um, trying
1: to remember if, if i remember that on you i remember speaking with you but i don't remember your shirt
0: yeah, I'll, I've got the picture. I can send it to you of the three of us. You, Corey, you, Corey and uh, I all sitting there. But no, I mean, honestly, you say, what's Atari? But my first console was the Intellivision 2.
1: Oh, OK.
0: So, you know, right there around Atari. So I kind of, I, yeah. I go way back on that. Um, so, but definitely Nintendo Classic. You can't you cannot beat Classic Mario. Classic
1: um, Mario, I can sing that song for you right now. It, it's kind of haunts my my nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get it out of your head.
3: It's yeah, it's just crazy because it's like no matter what you hear the music, mm-hmm. Zelda, Mario. It oh. always brings a smile to your face. Oh, yeah. It's just I it love hits love that it.
0: nostalgic, and you know, you know the thing, and you, you even know yeah. the level. You even know the level
1: that yeah. it comes from. too and ready? Na <laughs> okay, so. Yep.
0: And then that's where I'm jumping up the platforms to go to the warp zone.
1: Totally. I get the warp zone. I yeah. love going down the little, what where were those, like the little pipes, like inside through mm-hmm. the pipe? Where am I going
0: to go now? Yeah. What, yep. am I <laughs> All right. So, speaking of games, um, another uh, follow of ours on Facebook, um, Austin asked, is there a game that you've ever stopped playing due to difficulty?
1: You guys have way more faith in me than you should. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had to stop because I've never started. I have—I've never attempted to play our game. I think I should, but the, I get very intimidated by all those little buttons and little gadgets and little little thingy dingies that I gotta do and do the thing. Um, <laughs> uh, you know my nephews are obsessed with Mario right now, and also Angry Birds. We do a lot of Angry Birds. Um, okay. Like our therapy before I try to put them down and I rub my little Freya essential oils on their feet, try to calm <laughs> them down. Um, I gosh, I mean, maybe maybe the last time, like, I loved Zelda and Tetris and stuff like that, so maybe there was a time where I was frustrated. I'm pretty darn good at Ms. Pac-Man, so I don't know if I've ever had to stop because of difficulty, <laughs> but um, at some point maybe one of those dang ghosts got me in the end. But no, and I should and I'm and I, I really should try to play our game. i watched <laughs> all the footage. I know
0: <laughs> well, And you spent your Easter you spent your Easter watching the, the family play it too. So I
1: did and God bless my nephew Asher, he did not get very far, but they're <laughs> very excited that their auntie is Freya and they and they are just they're kind of over the moon because they're like, you know, they're video game nuts. They love it. They love it.
3: Oh, that's awesome. That's got to be the ultimate, like, compliment. That's cool. Uh, yeah. And it's never too late to start. Mm-hmm. All right. No,
1: I know. I, know. I, I should well, never too late. They're, they're in the Fortnite universe in a major way. They're, like, constantly flossing, and they're, like, it's – they're doing <laughs> – <laughs> I, like, I can't even, like, wrap my brain around it. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, so they um, – but now they're, of course, getting into God of War, and they're just, like – I think it's a little sophisticated, but they're
0: gonna get it. They'll get it. That's nice, that's awesome. All right, so our last f- fan question came from one of our uh, SoundCloud followers, where we host our podcast, and it's Jerry's nemesis.
1: <laughs> Jerry's nemesis? You mean like Newman? You mean like Jerry Seinfeld from Seinfeld, or you, you Jerry? Jerry, your- him,
0: Jerry. his nemesis Jerry. on SoundCloud. Being, they've been called out as the Valley Girl. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> from our last <laughs>
3: episode um i do voices too oh
1: yeah let me hear it let me hear your valley girl
3: oh oh my god i need my latte like right now
1: oh my god I, i
3: can't even i can't even
1: like like seriously like just get some caffeine like what is your problem what's your damage
3: I just don't even want to leave right now. I'm so comfy. You're so comfy,
1: I know. But you know
3: what? You know what? You've got to
1: get out there. You've got to get out in the world. But I'm so lazy. Oh, my God, you whine so well. I can't. I can't.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so I did a little impression on our last episode. And, uh, yeah, so I got Yeah. And because of that impression, that's what we named the the last podcast, too, which is... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, anyway, so his nemesis Mike, because Mike calls him out for some things and and whatnot. It's hilarious, actually. Um, I love having that interaction with the listeners and stuff. But so, since you mentioned you don't really play much at all, is so I'll kind of modify his question just a slight bit. Is there a favorite game that you have that you like to watch, like your nephews and stuff play?
1: Yes. Um, well, I enjoy watching Mario because they have it on. It's it's. Uh... Oh God, what are all the different devices? It's not, it's not the, it's not the big Nintendo, but it's more of a hand, like handheld. the DS probably. Yeah. And that's, and that's fun because there's these new worlds in Mario, which of course it, it's familiar to me because I played it as a kid. Um, anytime I can watch anyone play God of War, I'm just in complete and total awe. Um, because it's so beautiful they i mean i sing their praises all the time they're like enough already danielle we know, we know you'll love us um and then i mean Fortnite's interesting it's it's like i can understand why it's become this phenomenon with the kids it's it's, it's a really cool world it's a sense of community um But I would really love to, like, when death. so, like, I'd like to watch someone play Death Stranding. I think that that, I imagine, is going to look beautiful. Um, Detroit Become Human would be, like, for the narrative purposes. Like, I would like to see Mm -hmm. that first. Like, The Last of Us just is so interesting. And then, of course, um, Red Red Dead uh, Redemption. um, So great. Beautiful.
3: It's such a great game. Yeah, I, I always I, I always lose myself to. Th- I would always say such a great movie, but it's but <laughs> it's
1: yeah. it's not,
3: and it's so close to it.
1: Oh, and it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it has like it has like sort of a Clint Eastwood like that poster feels very like Clint Eastwood
3: spaghetti Clint western. spaghetti oh, yeah.
1: western is exactly yeah. what it feels like. It's spaghetti totally,
3: western. There, there are times when I'm just I'm like when when I play the game and I'm on the horse and I just stop and I'm just looking at I'm just panning around looking at. The entire, like forest and like the horizon, like it's just amazing. Yeah,
1: that's exactly how I felt the first time I saw Sanctuary Grove in God of War. Um, you know oh. where Freya lives. You know, um, and and then all of a sudden this this big turtle starts arriving, yeah. and I'm gonna, <laughs> and I'm gonna, I'm living underneath it. It was very like never ending story moment. Yeah,
3: which, mm-hmm. one of and that's actually. That's actually what I, I got a lot of that from the game, too, and which yeah. is why it was one of my favorite games pretty much of all time now, not just the year. But um, what I loved about the game is like when you hit certain areas, the tone, there was such a tone yeah. when it was like when you're in Freya's uh, uh, area, it was very colorful, very nature and, uh, you know, there was a lot of the snow that like gave it more of a darker tone, like going through a hard path. It was just it, it was just done so well. And I, I can't stop saying great things about the game, but it was just, yeah, you really go through such a story and a ride through the game.
1: Never Ending Story is also another one of my favorite like sort of culty strange. I would call that a
0: cult, <laughs> That's a great cult yeah. classic.
1: A cult classic. Wow, I mean it, yeah. it, it. It 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 goes a little out there. Um, and I um, so of course like uh, Atreyu was the name from that, right? Atreyu mm-hmm. and Atreus, and then um, and then the turtle. With, with like the big turtle and, and um, never ending story. And I think, I mean, obviously like Corey, I was like, one time I was in the ADR booth and like Corey and I were like going back and forth with all these like fantasy 80s and like 90s films, like quotes back and forth. And oh,
3: was like, awesome
1: we grew up in the same house. <laughs> I'm like, get out of my head. It was so t-
4: amazing.
1: Like, yeah. <laughs> I think What Dreams May Come also really inspired the colors. I don't know if you guys Damn. have ever seen that film
0: fantastic movie and may robin of, williams yeah one just, of robin williams
3: one of his best movies and yeah. most underrated movies i think it was you, such a great movie
1: it was so good it was a sentiment yeah. of it was so beautiful and like you'll never forget those colors and when i first saw sanctuary grove i was like hit me with both those films and um obviously a love letter that Corey put out there and that's just you know, someone who's been watching great films this whole life. And he, now he had an opportunity to sort of do his interpretation or versions mm-hmm. of the world he wanted to create, which he was inspired by. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. So our last question that we usually ask of all of our guests, it's a whole uh, kind of to our podcast name and everything. And the website is when you get together with your friends and family. Okay. What is your f- Favorite game to play with them, whether it's board game, it doesn't matter. But what is your favorite game to play with everybody for game night when you have them?
1: Oh, God, there's so many games for game night. So there was a we so there was a kick where we were um, doing Mexican train dominoes. Have you guys ever played that game? No. Oh,
0: Yeah.
1: It's it's like a variation of like the dominoes game. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another game we like to do called Balderdash or just like Dictionary, where mm-hmm. you find an obscure word and everybody writes down what they think the definition is or their best version yeah. of. The oh, definition. oh, that's awesome.
3: Oh, that's funny. Yep. I like yeah. that one.
1: As a writer, it's it, it's a lot of fun, and it's all it's just it can it's just so funny what people can come up with, or like <laughs> if like you choose one and you think it's the right one and it's not. And um, of course, Pictionary is always fun craniums always fun and then we do this one sometimes called um so is it called celebrity it might be called celebrity where you oh yeah so you pick like a celebrity or a political figure whatever and the first round you're able to do uh charades and maybe you're allowed to sit yeah i think you're allowed to do one motion and then the third round you're only able to say one word i, I can't i'm totally screwing this up right now <laughs> but each we're round, just
4: making up a new game right now yeah, i am you
1: i wanna, love it you're like, <laughs> so much. No, you have to like really really bad
4: <laughs> trademark it right now
1: <laughs> so like you're able to do oh i know what it is you're able to do like Oh, no, the, oh so no. I know what it is. It's like Taboo. Is it like Taboo? Taboo is another favorite game of mine. Do you guys like that one? Yes.
3: I haven't played yeah. that one in ages. I've, I've played, I, I haven't guess. played it in
1: a while. You have the word, and then there's just certain words that you you can't say as you're describing the word, or they like buzz a buzzer, mm-hmm. like right in your ear. Right. But yeah, so anyway, I'm going to get back to you on this other game that I think is called Celebrity, but it's like you're, you're able to describe it with a certain amount of words. Oh, that's what it is. Okay. You're able to describe it Saying what it is. What it is. Let's say it's Madonna, right? And you're like, uh, you you just be like, I'm a material girl. So then you're like, Madonna, right? Okay. So then the second time, you can't say anything. It's charade. So you would do this motion. And then hopefully people remember that
3: Madonna. <laughs> okay. Okay.
4: okay. Like With the oh, cone bra and everything.
1: And, and then the third time, you can only say one word and you would say material. And then you'd hope people would remember it was Madonna. So it's like, it's sort of this process of okay. elimination. Okay. So, it's, you really have to be paying very close attention to the first round to be able to follow as it whittles down. Okay. Come on, guys. Like that sounds exciting, that's, right? That's, that's pretty be good.
0: fun. I, like I mean, that's pretty fun. That's not, definitely not a good. drinking game. Yeah,
1: <laughs> there's usually drinks that are involved. In, you
4: know? I mean, you can turn <laughs> almost anything into a drinking game. Yeah. yeah.
1: True.
0: Everybody listening, drink responsibly. Yes.
1: Drink responsibly, please. Yep. All in Uber.
0: Exactly. So, well, Danielle, we know that you're, you've got Dwight and Shining Armor. The episodes are, hasn't come out just yet that you've been in, but.
1: It has. I'm in episode. Where is it? I'm is in it, episode. You're in four?
0: Are you? Okay. So I haven't caught up. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So awesome. So I'm
1: in episode four, Lotions and Potions. Okay. And then we coming up in an episode called Winnie, um, which is about a, a a wyvern. Do you know what a wyvern is? Yes. Okay. What is it?
0: Well, it depends on what game. Because, like for me, wyverns in, um, like Final Fantasy and stuff are like a dragon type yes, creature. Right. Yes. Yeah.
1: In in okay. our in our in our lore, like in our like mythology or lore of our show, it's a water dragon.
0: Okay. okay.
1: Yeah, like a, a maybe like a Loch Ness or something like that. Um, but um, it's a real. I mean, I mean, you guys are you guys watching the show? I'm saying st- that
0: yeah. st- – I started. I, watching I just it, started it. So yeah, I just finished yeah. episode yeah. two. So. I
1: think the gaming community is gonna love it it's like if you love monty python princess bride kind of humor um <laughs> it has a little bit of freaks and geeks because dwight's like this super geeky wonderful like high schooler kid um uh we're having the best time uh we're uh we got picked up for another 20 episodes so mm-hmm. there's going to be a lot more dwight and shining armor coming at you oh, and it is right nice. now on BYU TV. um, But I'm hoping that there might be a a further distribution in the future because there are some countries that don't have it. Like goth girl von dark is Mm -hmm. very upset because she cannot watch which (laughs) i am so sorry i like i by night i am so sorry and i hope (laughs) you'll be able to see dwight and shining armor soon but um you know what's great about it too is it's a family show so um you you can feel comfortable watching it with with uh, any age Mm -hmm. demographic and there's something for everybody
0: i've been watching it on the byu tv app good so that might be something Something for her to look into is the BYU TV app. Um, I'm not sure what country she's in, but it would be something. it's oh. a good question: whether or not they have it down there or not.
1: It is a good question. And Who I knows? Know. But yes, yeah, so white, so yes, and support mm-hmm. our show. It's so great, you'll love it. There's all sorts of fun, mythical, crazy creatures, and I play a witch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. um So that being said, so you've said you've also got your short film project and stuff like that. So when can people expect to see your new work outside of Dwight and Shining Armor?
1: Good question. Thank you. Well, we won the jury prize for Best Short Films, which helped us with our starting funds. Uh, And we are in the process of casting and locking down our locations and all that fun pre-production stuff, which is sometimes nerve-wracking, but it's all coming together got um, some great cast already attached. Um, we are still looking for some very vital characters, and I'm going to shoot this here in Los Angeles uh, at the end of May. Uh, the name of the short film is Little May. We're shooting Little Man May and mm-hmm. May, and then as soon as I'm done with that, I literally am like hopping on a plane to Atlanta, which I can now say is where I'm shooting the next 20 episodes of uh the White and Shining Armor, which I'm super stoked!
3: Nice!
4: Awesome!
1: Instead, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like really ready to be in Atlanta and get involved in some projects when I'm not shooting. There's so much, it's like a burgeoning city. It's happening. There's so many great projects that are happening in Atlanta. So I'm excited to be there. Mm-hmm.
0: Very, very nice. Well, I want to absolutely thank you for crashing game nice with us tonight, as well as all of our listeners. Um, of course, if you like what you heard, please let us know. And don't forget to follow us on our podcast platform, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. Also, don't forget to follow our news channel on Apple News under Crashing Game Night. I want to say everyone be excellent to each other and stay frosty. Later, nerds.
1: Later, geeks and freaks. I love (laughs) you.